welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a great episode ahead for you. Um, I apologize if in the introduction, I'm, I, I am tired. I could just, just physically exhausted. It's only 7.30 p.m. when I'm recording this. Um, been preparing for uh, probably my biggest scene in uh, the movie, which if you've been following along, Women Want Everything, is currently filming. Um, you can see back, uh, backstage, not backstage, behind the scenes. There you go. You follow the Facebook page. You can see behind the scenes shot from our first couple days of shooting. I've had a scene in, uh, two days that is, uh, probably the, the toughest dialogue scene for me. So that's, uh, you know, mentally and, and, uh, well, I guess, solely mentally, I guess physically preparing for the, for that as well. Um, but also my car engine, uh, basically, uh, blew on me this week. Um, so been searching for used cars and that's been fun. Hey, if anyone in the Tampa Bay area got a hot lead on a used car, hit me up. Um, by the time this airs, hopefully I'll have made a decision, but still, uh, you never know. It's, uh, it's not fun. Uh, when you can't rely, it's it's a, a running theme in my life is things just just like to break on me, uh, especially since I put quite a bit of money into the car. I mean, cons- you know, not but th- a couple thousand dollars into the car uh, over the, the past barely more than a year. So frustrating when that money goes kaput and uh there's one national chain I may start ranting about, but I'm going to have some private discussions because, um, well, you don't need to know about that because it'll expose how little I know about the mechanics of uh, of how cars work. Anyway, today's fun episode is with the skeptic metaphysicians and myself, uh, Will Rodriguez and Karen Ensley. They both co-host a podcast called The Skeptic Metaphysicians. Uh, These two are a great pair. And, uh, uh, I mean, talked about a lot of different things. And they are uh, well-versed in in many areas because their podcasts focus on metaphysical topics. Uh, So we talk about a lot. Uh, meditation's one thing that we talk a good deal about, just the universe sending message. Will shares a couple of stories, which are really cool. And uh, I don't know, it, it, this is one that uh, I haven't been, generally, I don't listen back to episodes in the past, but since I've been starting to put together these YouTube clips, where I kind of spliced together five minutes or so of the episode, just as a, a not a highlight reel, because I generally try to save the best stuff for people who listen to the audio version. Um, but kind of a sizzle reel for, you know, like a trailer, I guess, for, for the podcast episode. Uh, you know, it kind of forces me to listen to most of the episode. And I 
I greatly enjoyed listening to this one, partially because halfway through, for some reason, the audio on my end just started buzzing terribly. And I was so worried that I'm, I'm glad this was a three person podcast because since neither one of them heard it, I was able to figure, okay, it's only me who can hear it. So I just need to plow through it. But I was kind of stressed for the second half of this. Uh, not their fault, of course. It was something with my stupid computer that uh, I was able to to fix by downloading some sort of audio patch. Uh, it wasn't even the headphones' fault. I thought it was the headphones' fault. Uh, but regardless, so it was very pleasant listening back to this and some great, great stuff we talked about. I know you will enjoy it. And of course, you can check out their podcast, which is a very, I'm very, it's one that I'm very happy that I have subscribed to because I listen to uh, most of their new episodes. Uh, we did this interview like a month ago, probably slightly more than a month ago by the time this comes out. So I've been enjoying their podcast uh, quite a bit after we spoke as well. So check that out. The links to all that stuff is in the show notes. All right, you're going to enjoy it. But you know what else you're going to enjoy is if you get a membership to Flaviar. Uh, Flaviar, this is the club you'll be telling all your friends about. You can taste exciting craft and premium spirits, access exclusive drinks, and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila, and heaps of stories to tell. Go to Flaviar using the link below to make sure you get the discount and make sure they know I sent you. Uh, use the link in the show notes for Flaviar. Get some liquor and uh, help me help you get drunk. Oh, I do that pretty easily on my own, generally. Uh, hey, also, let me help you earn some cash back. Download the Ibotta app. Ibotta is a cash back shopping app that makes every purchase rewarding. When shoppers start with Ibotta, they can earn cash back on hundreds of brands and retailers. You can earn cash back from Walmart, Target, Kroger, Publix, ABC Liquors, Total Wine, and more. Uh, download the app using the link below uh, so they know I sent you and start getting cash back for things you were already going to buy. I mean, I, I bought my son. My son has a dairy allergy, which I've probably mentioned on here before. And I was buying him some dairy-free cream cheese. And, hey, I took a picture of the receipt and, boom, I got $2 back, which covered, frankly, half the cost of the thing. Uh, you know, I was going to buy it anyway. So, to just you know, if you've got so much money around that you don't need things like Ibotta, I do have a Patreon, and you can donate $3 a month. You can uh, be a patron for $3 a month uh, or 10 or $20 a month, in which you'll get merch. So download the Ibotta app. If not, go to the link for my Patreon and go ahead and become a patron and help uh, support this young budding superstar. Uh, you know, buy a new car. Jesus. Should start a GoFundMe page. When it rains, it pours. And lastly, this video. Nope, that's not a video. I don't know why I said video. This podcast is sponsored by my friends at Geology. This is the award-winning men's skincare company that will formulate customized skincare routines just for you. Using a handful of powerful, proven ingredients that have been trusted by dermatologists for decades. No matter what skin problems you have, or if you just want to keep yourself looking good, you go to Geology, take the 30-second diagnostic quiz, and their team of dermatologists will design and ship a regimen directly to your door. 
Start with a 30-day trial of their big four products that I use. Thanks, Loud Motorcycle, for going by. Uh, their Everyday Face Wash, Vital Morning Face Cream, Repairing Night Cream, and Nourishing Eye Cream. Head to Geology using the link below to get the discount for being a listener of this excellent podcast that you're listening to right now. Again, use the show notes to get the discount and so they know I sent you. All right, that'll do it. I'll see you on the flip side. Uh, enjoy my chat with Will and Karen, the skeptic metaphysicians. All right, everybody, I am now super pleased to welcome from the skeptic metaphysicians, uh, Will and Karen. <laughs> I got it. You got it Congratulations. I think you're the first one to ever get it right the first time around. So nice job. Yeah, I, I try to practice that, but I've done that with people's names where I've like said it like six times in a row. Then I hit record and I immediately say it wrong. And I'm like, oh, I feel terrible. I know the feeling. <laughs> now, just wait till you get a Thai Buddhist monk on your show. We'll try to oh, say his yeah. stuff. <laughs> that was I just say, hey, hey, this ability. guy's on the show. <laughs> yes, that's, you know, I should I should have just done that. Rather yeah, than what I did. Why don't you introduce yourself? That's that, there you go. That's that's the way to do it. Just can you please introduce yourself to my audience. Yeah, Karen, why don't you take lead on that? I probably should have. You know what? Next time we have them on, it's all on you. <laughs> I uh, I love the podcast. Um, I never. It's very interesting. I never really had any. Not that I didn't have any interest, but I didn't have any real knowledge of anything involved in kind of the metaphysical world. And I forget who my first guest who kind of jumped into that kind of stuff with me was. But since then, it's like every five to seven shows, I need to go back and get some metaphysical stuff into my life. It's like it's it's it, it's uh, I, I mean, there's so many avenues to it. And um I, I've listened to several episodes of your podcast and I'm like, oh, this is, I'm probably doing too much here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it starts, right? It, it gets into your blood and then little by little, you just can't, can't get your mind out of it. All of a sudden it's, you're thinking about it when, when you shouldn't be thinking about it or when you don't understand why you're thinking about it. Uh, it, it happens that way. When you start opening yourself up to the universe, the universe says, oh, okay, they may be ready. So they start giving you little bits and pieces more and more. The more you open yourself up, the more stuff comes up the more stuff happens to you so congratulations on a road that you're about to undertake that <laughs> is not for the faint of heart so uh hang on tightly strap on your seatbelts because it's a bumpy ride and the paths will unfold exponentially mm. so yes. there are so many different avenues and different modalities we still are barely scratching the surface and it's overwhelming absolutely yeah which is why we're here right we're trying to make heads or tails of all this stuff which it's to karen's point super overwhelming uh, I just had a conversation the other day with someone that was talking to me about holistic medicine and things like that. Oh, and you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you give me one thing to do first? <laughs> just one. That's all I can handle right now. There's just so much. Yeah. That, I, you know, that's part of my problem with a lot of things where um, uh, I was, I was talking to somebody and she was telling me all about how meditation changed her life and all this. I'm like, I try to meditate, but I, I don't, I'm not good at it. <laughs> and then it's like, but you need to meditate so you can do this and then your vibrations and something, you know, if I was less of a narcissist, I would have heard more about what you said. But. <laughs> no, I don't believe that for a second. I, I am right there with you. So Will meditates every day. If he doesn't, he's like, you don't want to be around him type of whatever. And I 
try. And it's so funny because he's more of the skeptic. I'm more of the believer. I cannot meditate for crap. I try. And like, next thing you know, I'm doing my laundry list. I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do today? It's terrible. So he actually got me like a, basically a meditation for dummies book, which, which he still start. hasn't read yet. I, I have this thing about self-help. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a hot mess, <laughs> but I will. No, I have read a couple pages. So I have started. Oh, cool. Yes. There's progress. Excellent. It is my goal to meditate because I, I have heard, well, I, I've seen the results. I mm. just, I just am not good at it. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's something you've, you've, it sounds like you've mastered for lack of a, a better term, Will, is that how, how long did it take you to, to get to that point? So I will tell you what my, the one person we talked about meditation on the show told us, and that is, you're never going to master it, right? The meditation is a matter of levels. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I've mastered it. I'm very much on the surface right now. I'm just getting started. It started about two years ago. And yes, I try to meditate every day. It was hard at first to Karen's point. You start doing your laundry list or you just don't find time to do it. Or you, your mind doesn't quiet down. It, it is hard, but the benefits are exponential. The more you do it, the more benefits you get from it. And I would say it took me a good I want to say six months to start to really feel like, okay, I get it now. Now, full disclosure, I started meditating because I was a mess. Like I was a mess and I had to do something or I was going to die or I was going to lose everything. I was going to lose my family. I was going to lose my job, my career. I was going to lose everything. So I needed to find something I needed to do something. So I went to a shrink and God, thank God for her seriously, because she got me on this path if I had meditated, I would have lost everything. I've already stated that. But the very first time that I sat down and actually tried meditating, because my mind was in such crisis, I gave myself permission to just be and say, whatever happens, I'm going to do this. And I just let go. And it was amazing. Jeff, I don't know. Are we allowed to swear on the show? I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything okay. you want to say. <laughs> but it was fucking amazing, right? Um, truly, I was... It, the very first time, the very first day that I meditated this time around, I went, wow. And then I went back to it and back to it and back to it. But then there came a point in time where, where my mind space was getting better. And believe it or not, it was getting harder for me to meditate as my mind space was getting better because suddenly I was feeling better. Life was getting away. I, I want to do other things. My mind started thinking about other stuff because I wasn't completely obsessed on, I need to get better, I need to get better, I need to get better. So it got harder. And that also makes sense because you took a big chunk of time off of work. So you didn't have to think of all that other stuff. You could True. focus on just clearing your mind and, and trying to meditate. And a lot of people don't have that, True. that option. Yeah, true. But if there's one thing that I've learned about meditation is that, it, it, you know, it's, it's like what everybody, everybody says, you know, I don't have time to go work out. But everyone says, you just got to make the time, right? right. It's, it's time that you owe to yourself. And that's how I see it. It's time I owe myself. It's the one time with all this, I mean, so much stuff being thrown at you every day, right? We have like 200,000 thoughts every day going through our heads. We have trucks and people sending us emails and phone calls and just there's so much. We're being bombarded with sensory images. We're just, I mean, it's, there's so much that if we don't take a second to clear everything, eventually it's going to get to you. We're all going to go through what I went through. I mean, I'm a firm believer that we are all barreling down a highway that is going to end in a dead end 
that is going to cause us a lot of pain and suffering. If all you need to do is take 10 minutes of your day in the morning just to allow yourself, give yourself permission to not do anything and say, this is for me, it benefits me, and by the way, it benefits everyone around me. I don't think it's necessarily the taking 10 minutes. Most people can do that. It's letting yourself turn your brain off to the other things that it has to do. But the kids in the background, the, you know, it's got to get to school. I got to get them packed. Like all of that stuff. That's the hard part. Yeah. You know, 10 minutes is easy enough to find. But, but that's what I'm saying. Give yourself the permission to be selfish enough to not think about anything but your peace of mind for these 10 minutes. And and these things make it a little difficult. Turn also. them <laughs> off. Turn them off. Uh, my ringer's off until I meditate. After I meditate, so I have a whole regimen, right? It, it's more than just 10 minutes. I, I meditate for 10 minutes. I um, read a, a passage or two in certain books that I'm reading that are self-help, metaphysical, spiritual kind of evolutionary kind of things. And then I'll actually, I'll go through and I'll find a meme for the day that I put on my social media accounts as a way for me to affirm, like you've heard of affirmations. For me, it's a, it's a way to get the message out like, hey, universe, this is what I'm focusing on today. Right. Once I do all that stuff, now I'm in a mind space where I can tackle the world in, in the way that I want to tackle it. And that's saying a lot because I was living my life in a way that I did not want to represent myself as. And I, did, and I had no idea. I mean, I had no idea I was such an asshole until it was forced on me. <laughs> and then it took a time to take a look and go, wow, right? I don't want to be that guy. So now I've. I take the time I need to show up in the world in the way that I truly want to be seen as. And the only way for me to do that is to set myself and set my intentions in such a way that in the mornings, this is the direction I'm going to head in. And inevitably, it doesn't always happen, right? Shit happens. Uh, emergencies suddenly occur or suddenly you got to rush out because you forgot you had a meeting that you had to be there in 10 minutes or whatever. And all that stuff goes out the window. But then eventually throughout the day, you go after a while, after a while of doing this, you go, man, I lost it. I need to get it back. And you dial yourself back because you know what it feels like. You know, it just made me think about our doctors. A lot of the doctors that we have in, in the Western culture, they treat the symptoms, you know, so it's like, well, this is, you know, I have this headache. Well, let me treat the headache or let me treat the, you know, stomach ache or whatever. And then you need medication for the side effects of that medication. And it becomes a big thing. So they're, you know, running around treating symptoms without looking at the root of the problem. Sometimes right. I think we get so involved with daily life. We're fixing things. I'm going to got to fix the kids. I got to fix this. I got to fix that without really kind of taking care of our own inside self. Yeah. Does that make sense? Very nicely said. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Yeah, and and I think it seems like the 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 brain or the soul or whatever, you know that that's where all of, or I shouldn't say all of it, but I remember hearing somebody say that eighty percent of people who are having like a stomach ache, or ninety percent of people who have headaches, or uh, even just muscle aches, body aches, most of the time it's not actually a physical problem. It is just that their brain is under some sort of distress that they need to alleviate. Man, I totally believe that. There's so much to unpack in that. That little statement <laughs> you just made, there's so much in there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many studies that have found that um, you put the power of the mind is incredible. Uh, I just heard about a, a study that was done a while back where they actually had a controlled study where half of the people who were in the study were given chemo for uh, cancer and the other half 
were told they were given, given chemo, but they weren't. It was just a placebo. And the majority of people who went into chemo, obviously, who actually got the chemotherapy, lost their hair because that's a side effect. Surprisingly, almost half of the people who were in the placebo group also lost their hair just by wow. thinking they were getting chemotherapy. Yeah. So that goes to show you the power of suggestion of the mind that well, we have. Well, yeah, and you can even think something more instant. Like if you're going to go give a speech or do something that makes you nervous, you're fine. But the minute you start, you're about to walk on that, you feel, you physically feel your stomach and then you feel the butterflies. So that's like instant from, because all it is is your brain telling you, oh crap, this is going to be scary. Or what if I screw up? So it's like that instant connection from the brain to your body. Yeah. And I don't know how trippy you want to get right off the bat because there's a lot behind <laughs> what we were just talking about, but we can go way off the deep end, but uh, I don't want to, you know, scare you off right off the bat. Oh, no, no, no. You, I, I, I've got things that are, are going to be, they're, they're going to go way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. And, and just, you know, keep in mind, we're not the experts. We talked to the experts on our show. So we've learned, you know, right. bits and pieces from here and there, and we can tell you what we know, but we're not the experts. Yeah. I can tell you we're, we're hoping eventually uh, 50 years down the road to be experts on something, but something. Right, right, <laughs> right now we're the epitome of a jack of all trades, master of none in a bit, in a big way. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about it is I, I do remember um, I had Wajid Hassan, who's an actor, and he's all into metaphysical stuff. Uh, I had him on the podcast, and I was just throwing out things like, yeah, just I, basically being, it was late night, and I was drinking, and I was just throwing really weird stuff at him. He's like, that's actually what, I feel like a lot of it just is, if you let your mind think through it, like, you can actually find some theories that exist like it's like oh yeah no that's a i, I remember one of them was i i've always i i've even thought of uh unfortunately dr strange kind of stole my idea but i've always thought about a, a tv show where uh and it's based off my real life because i have very vivid dreams uh where this guy actually when he sleeps he's actually going to another you know universe multiverse and controlling that jeff's body mm. um and I had a whole thing around it. And unfortunately, again, Dr. Strange, Marvel was listening to one of my podcasts. I think that was the one. <laughs> they Damn jacked the idea. They, they do that you know, all the time. That episode came out in December and they started doing reshoots in January. I'm just uh, saying. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I don't, obviously, I don't really think that's true. But he's like, uh, some people do believe that that's a real thing. So yeah, a lot of people. We could take it further. What we've heard is actually when you sleep is when your astral self, your astral body is able to leave your body and go do these this work that they're supposed to do. Uh, and we don't remember it because your body, here's where we get trippy, your body has a different consciousness than your astral body, your soul, right? Supposedly we are a three-body being, your mind, your body, and your soul. And all three sometimes don't agree on stuff. And they each need a certain different type of rest and, and disconnection. Um, your astral body apparently does not need any rest whatsoever. So when you sleep, that's when the astral body goes out and does the work. Sometimes you go to school, believe it or not. Sometimes you help other people as a spirit guide. Sometimes you just travel the cosmos and go meet your cousin out in the Pleiades, right? Who knows? Um, but they say what we're trying to do is this that we are right now, we're thinking, we're talking to each other. It's our ego, right? It's who we identify with as who we are. But really who we are 
one of the things I've learned during meditation is when you're able to just be enough and your mind starts thinking and going through laundry list, Karen, you can actually step back and watch your mind go through the laundry list. Mm -hmm. And apparently the us that's really us is that silent watcher. The mind is who we think we are, but that's an illusion. That's who the mask that we've put on over years and years of being programmed by our society, our parents, our friends, our family. That's who we become because that's who we think we need to be to move through life in this physical realm that we're in right now. But who we really are is that silent watcher. So if the watcher is kind of watching this movie take place, who's playing it? Who's playing the movie? Yeah. Oh, it's if that's not us. Th- that's the watcher. That's our mind. Our mind is the one that has is in control most of the time because we've allowed it to. Eckhart Tolle wrote a book called The Power of Now. I'm reading it right now. And he talks about the importance of living in the present moment, that the future and the past don't exist. That's a const- construct of our minds. That if we we can't live in the in the future, because in the future we're, we're anticipating stuff, we're worrying about stuff, the past talk about our inner child, talk talk about our past traumas and things like that, that intrudes into our present. So the best way to live is to actually be in the present moment and not worry about what's coming in the future or what happened in the past, but rather just be. And that's so hard to do. But doing that, that's what's getting that watcher to come out more, who we really are to come out more. And we can put away our ego and who we think we are, because our thoughts are who we think we are, and then live a much more fulfilled life. Hmm. I mean, That's... it sounds good, but it's a lot. <laughs> Do you need your retirement? You got to have health care. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he's saying. There's always a, there's a use for it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that we're always in it. We're always in the future or we're always in the past. And we're very seldom in the present moment. Think about the the butter my butterfly story, Karen. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I was in the present moment and I was one with the universe, right? That's a perfect example. I, I better uh, now that I said that, I better share the story, right? That, that would yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so a, a while back, I was my brother was I got married, and the day after the entire wedding party decided to go. He got married up in Colorado. Excuse me. And we decided to go whitewater rafting the day after. Super smart, right? After a whole day of uh, drinking, binge drinking in, in, in a wedding. But in the, as we got there, they were putting the fear of God in us, right? You, you need to follow what I'm saying to a T. Uh, someone just drowned the day before in the same river. We're going down the Colorado, Colorado River. We're facing Cat 4, Cat 5 uh, whitewater rapids, which are the top. They're super, they're crazy. Wow. And so uh, the guy was like, uh, okay, when I say this, you got to row left. When I say this, you got to row, row, row right. And then, okay, everybody runs to the front, rush to the front, rush to the front. And we were doing all these exercises and stuff just to, that we know we could be working as a team. So when we start going down these white waters. Um, it was intense, intense. They took a picture of us as we we're going down the rapids. You could see the focus on our faces. I've never seen. It, yeah, it was, <laughs> we were all scared to death of, of dying, right? Because we make matters worse. We weren't in the raft we were on the end on the edge of the raft right on the sides of the raft so one and, and trying to wedge our feet in so we wouldn't fall off one wrong move and we were off that raft and floating down these raft rapids who knows where you're gonna hit a, a rocket smack your head you know so it was it was scary 
So we were really focused to make sure we survived, right? And you go down these whitewater rapids and um, you'd fight, fight, fight. And all of a sudden it would open up into this really super calm water where um, everything was super serene. You had the canyon walls next to you. It was just beautiful. And then just as you realize how beautiful it was, all of a sudden here come the white rapids again and you start you know, rowing again. And, and after doing that like four or five times, and your adrenaline is just pumping, pumping, pumping. One time we opened up into the, one of these really um, calm areas of the water. And it was just like this peace came over. And right then there was this monarch butterfly that started flitting around our boats. We had two different rafts. And everybody's looking at the butterfly and putting their fingers up and going, oh, 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 I want to land on my finger. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, like that butterfly is going to land on your finger. I know how hard this is going to be to understand or to accept, but I'm telling you exactly how it felt. At that particular moment, exact moment, I heard something inside me say, put up your finger. It's going to land on your finger. And I didn't even put my finger up. Something moved my hand for me and put my finger up. And when I did it, immediately that butterfly damned if it didn't land on my damn finger. And everyone across on the on the rafts were like, "Oh my God, how'd you get to land on your finger? How'd you do that? How'd you do?" I heard nothing of it because I was so connected to this butterfly. We we were having this moment where I understood all of the mysteries of the world of the universe, and basically it was just that we are all one. We are all connected in every way. We are you and I. We're the same person. We just split. The butterfly and I are the same person. We're just split the water, the raft, the trees, the canyons, everything around us. We're all one. And I had this complete moment of absolute clarity that had nothing to do with me thinking. It was me just being. And that was the silent watcher that came out. I was completely in the moment. Nothing else existed. All the words that they were yelling out about, how'd you do that? How'd you do it? I heard none of it because I was so completely in the moment. And then just like that, it was gone. Butterfly flew off and I was right back to where I was. And here come the white waters again. <laughs> but that moment truly changed my life. That's uh, I, I, I don't know that I've ever, I guess most people probably have never had that moment um, because it, it sounds uh I don't know. It, it almost sounds like some of uh, the people who, you know, have near death or or die and come back. It almost sounds similar to that, where they just see yeah. everything at once. To, I mean, to Karen's point, to your point, we all live very unconsciously. We, we just let life take us rather than us take life. And that's what Eckhart Tolle was talking about. We need to focus on the present moment. And it's not easy. But over time, the more you direct your attention to the present moment again and again and again when you realize you're no longer in the moment you bring yourself back the whole point that whole mindfulness movement that happened a couple of years ago where you have to live now live in the moment that's all that's what it's all talking about it doesn't i can tell you firsthand i'm not there yet not by a long shot but the more i do it the more i learn to live in the now and it's it's amazing and I think it's important to be able to recognize those experiences and, and hold on to them because you didn't hold on to it, Will. Mm -hmm. I mean, you let it go for a couple of decades. I did. You're right. And now coming back, you're like, oh my gosh, this is what that was. And now I wish I had hung on to it, right? Because right? how, how amazing would my life be right now if I was able to hang on to that? 
like even yesterday on the bike ride, we went on this trail out in a near Jamestown colony or settlement and uh, we're riding bikes and all of a sudden we're in this cornfield. And as we're riding up, there's this huge doe. I mean, she was really big, maybe two or three feet away from us, just staring at us, just watching us slowly ride by, you know, we're making eye contact. You made like, we all made eye contact. It was beautiful. It was like those moments that you just have to, to hold on to because they, they mean something. Yeah. Yeah. We actually stopped our bikes stopped and just stared at each other for a good few seconds where nothing else existed, but that connection between us and the deer. I mean, it was five feet away from us. Jack. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was right really there. Close. <clears throat> wow. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I feel like a lot of, and the two examples you just gave really, um, <coughs> as some, <coughs> excuse me, as someone who lives nope, in, didn't mean to get you all choked up like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful deer. <laughs> yeah. The, the deer just, it hit me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. So it's oh. a, a city. I, I, I could tell by the devil city, rays logo but, on your hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it, there's not a lot. I mean, there's parks and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of, you know, open nature to really experience right. my brother lives up in north florida they have five acres and you know they they live in the woods basically mm-hmm. um, Jeff, let me ask you this they were going out in the water in st pete um i mean i've gone I- I- to the beach you know and gone in the water but uh you've got that amazing crowded. bridge <laughs> skyway bridge where yeah. you've got some marches off the sides there just it doesn't have to be out in the woods somewhere it could just be out staring at at the horizon over the water. I mean, it's, it is a matter of just finding the time to just be, you know, and the more you do it outside, the easier it is to connect, the better it is for you. I feel. Yeah. It seems like the outdoors is kind of an important component. That's I've had people, I don't know if if you guys have ever had someone talk to you about it or, or done it yourself. I've had a lot of different people trying to push me to get over a few of my issues and a lot of people are like you got to do shrooms and 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 you'll everything will clarify itself and it's like that sounds okay but i I, you know i I, i'm skeptical because i i did it once and it wasn't a pleasant experience for me but (laughs) i also mixed it with other things that i should not have (laughs) i think there's other ways you can get to that um i mean i i don't like to necessarily be out of control in that way as well because who knows what's, what I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. but um I went uh, a few weeks ago hang gliding and being up you know over the clouds you get this feeling that's hard to describe and I know not everybody can go hang gliding maybe it's not available I'm afraid of heights so when we went a mile up <laughs> oh wow but just having that feeling, just, you know, kind of putting yourself in a situation that you wouldn't normally be in. I mean, it doesn't have to be something you're afraid to do, but just getting out there in nature, because I mean, I was in the sky, I was looking down on birds and just having that feeling. It was such a spiritual experience. Mm, yeah. It was amazing. I love what you just said, because it hit a point that I really want to make sure that we, we talk about your, your growth, even, even outside of the spiritual aspect or the metaphysical aspect, just a human growth, your growth starts at the edge of your comfort zone. If you don't push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're just living, right? If you want to grow, you've got to push your comfort zone. It's the only way when you look at all these things that we're talking about, these two stories, 
um, the stories of, of people with near-death experiences and things like that, most of the time it happens when something dramatic or traumatic happens to you. Whatever it is, it's outside of the norm. If we live in that little box that we put ourselves in all of our lives, how can we grow? We can go to school, but we're going to be, oh, yeah, we're book smart. But until you experience mm -hmm. it, right, it's not really growing. <laughs> now, in terms of your, your shrooms and the ayahuasca and all that kind of stuff, my personal thought is that some people try to fast track your spiritual awakening by using these substances. And some, it, they very well may be, may be right for you. They're not right for us, for me. They're not right for me because I'm, I'm a one-hit wonder. So if I take shrooms or do ayahuasca or something, I'm afraid I'm going to die physically <laughs> because this shit will, I will overdose on it. I mean, it, it, is, it is no joke, right? But we found other modalities that allow you to find the same type of experience without having to take artificial means to it. Um, Karen's going to tell you about her favorite one now. Yeah. And this was a surprise to me because I, you know, we, we like to try the different modalities that, you know, that we interview people about. And so sometimes you're like, hmm, you know, I got nothing. Sometimes they affect you more. So we, we talked to someone about breath work. And so he um, invited us on this, like a, what was it like? We wouldn't say a seminar, but like a, it was like a retreat, but like a, vir a virtual retreat. Right. Yeah. And so there was one session, a very long session of what he called warrior breath. And I, and that was not, calling to me at all but i'm like well you know he's you know giving us this i have to honor that and, and participate oh my god it was incredible just doing this like i mean it was guided so he and we had our laptops up when we were in separate rooms um and he would was guiding us through like how to breathe the speed to breathe there was music in the background and i was out of my body it was amazing i was i looked at myself just briefly but it's that whole feeling of energy and like a little bit of a buzz like all of that i got just from this breath work and it was it was an amazing experience and i would recommend you know if, if you want to have that like physical feeling where you're kind of getting that woo but you don't really want to try the the hard stuff <laughs> this might be a good route to to um, dip your toes in because I, I thought it was great yeah and i apologize i'm playing with my headphones because one of the let's see ah one of the ears is buzzing on me oh. <laughs> mm. see it's it's keeping it's one of those distractions that keeps you from being in the moment right there <laughs> absolutely uh yeah, the, the, sometimes if the universe doesn't think you're ready for it, it's going to conspire against you. Mm. There's no doubt. You need to be open to it. Otherwise the universe is going to, the universe is going to give you exactly what you want it to give you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll kick you in the head with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, it, it's funny when you were talking about pushing boundaries and stuff like that, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking like when I, I went to Costa Rica in March for a bachelor party, and uh, oh, several boy. boundaries were pushed, but as yeah. far as, <laughs> I can only imagine what as, as far as a more appropriate story, we, yeah. we went ATVing through like the mountains and everything. And, you know, you're riding where you veer off a, a foot either way. You're you're dead. You're falling off a cliff. Never ridden an ATV before. Hmm. Um, riding with a lot of experienced ATV riders, by the way. So they're, you know, kind of messing around and i'm just like stop doing that like i'm petrified <laughs> then at some point i somehow cut my thumb and my thumb goes numb and i'm going 
anyways, it was four hours of just fear and pain and just like, <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And uh, I got, I got I, my, uh, we get back and some of my friends are like, wasn't it amazing? Some of the mountains and stuff. I'm like, I didn't see a damn thing. I walked <laughs> onto the road. I was not experiencing anything. Um, so that may have just been me going a little further outside of maybe what I should have uh, tried. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, that's so, me in nature. It's I, I'm, I'm, I'm just fearing death the whole time. Yeah. I'm getting nothing positive out of it. So, let, let me clarify: uh, living outside your comfort zone does not mean defying death specifically. <laughs> I, I, you know, but I do think there is a. Part of me does think if I was a little more relaxed and just, I mean, it's not that hard to, to control, to ride an ATV. I mean, I did it, um, not greatly, but I, I still did it. And it's like, I, maybe that fear was just what kept me from having that clarity is, you know, I, I, I didn't, and maybe it even made also things riskier for me because I wasn't really in the moment experiencing things. I was in my head, you know, I, I like to, to make the joke. I get religious when I'm afraid I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> Doesn't everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that happened several times in Costa Rica. <laughs> Maybe that's what the universe was teaching you, is that you can't, if you're so ensconced in that fear, you're going to miss out on the beauty. So maybe that was just a hard way to like, hey, this is the lesson, apply it to other areas of life, not necessarily doing that. You know? Yeah, yeah I, I agree, Karen. I think, I think fear is, is poisonous. Uh, I think it's a, it's an emotion that serves only to um, hurt us. Well, no, I, I disagree with that. I mean, it is an instinct. And, it, you know, back in caveman days, it kept us from being eaten. Yes, but we're <laughs> so, not cavemen anymore. No, but now we have other, yeah. other and things. And obviously, you didn't have to have a healthy amount of fear so you don't go mm. just jumping off a cliff thinking you could fly, for example. But I think that if you can obviously not do something that's going to literally tumble you to your death, plummet you to your death, but something that here's an example, Karen, you know what I'm about to talk about the, the camping thing, right? Um, something that's not fear inducing, but in a way it is for me or it was for me. Uh, I've always lived my life very comfortably. I, when I travel, I travel resorts. I used to work for NBC. I work for, you know, I, I, when we, they sent us to overseas, we stayed at the five-star resorts and the most comfortable beds. And we traveled in style, right? Everything is very comfortable. So when Karen and I first got together, <laughs> I took her on her very first resort trip because she was the backpacker and the hostel stayer, right? She she loved that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, and I did camping in the Sahara Desert in tents with nomads and like that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. She that was like a cool thing to do, but not for me. I hate it. I like what would you ride? Like, oh, you're would gonna you sweat. Yes, <laughs> bugs and my God, you're sleeping on a floor. You know things like that, right? So over the course of X amount of years or months of doing this show and and going through a spiritual awakening on my own i st i found this burning need after synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity with the universe is pointing the way for me saying you got to do this got to do this got to do this and what this is is pick up my stuff and just go somewhere that i typically wouldn't go and for me it was a meditation retreat right i i can talk big when it comes to 10 minutes a day but when you go to a meditation retreat and you are meditating, like you're you're not meditating for 10 minutes a day, right? The rest of the time you are sitting on your knees and you're just meditating or whatever. Um, for me, that, that there was a burning need. I need to take this to a, 
a farther point. This is my next step. So I looked online to find places I could do this with. And I found really like the perfect place, this place out in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. And they do um, yoga and meditations and all these kinds of Buddhist practices and Tai Chi and Qigong. And I mean, all these really cool things to do. And you could pay to stay in one of the rooms that they have there. That's got a private bathroom, or you could, stay in a dorm where you're sharing a bathroom with 50 people, or you can rent a campsite. In that particular moment, I couldn't afford any of the really cool stuff. So it was either don't go or go camping. We've already talked about the fact that, uh-uh, right? No, th- this guy does not sleep on the floor. I don't sleep in tents. Our 11-year-old daughter has never gone camping because her father wouldn't take her. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I am talking to someone that really respect their opinions. And as I'm talking to her about this, like, God, I wish I could go, but oh, well, I can only camp. So I guess I'm not going. She said to me, isn't part of a meditation retreat, getting yourself out of your comfort zone? Jeff, it smacked me in the face like a Mack truck. Like, oh my God, what an idiot. I've been so blind. Absolutely, Of course, I'm supposed to go camp out on this thing and go do this meditation retreat. So it's part of the whole process. So now I'm getting ready to go camping just to meditate while I'm in a tent or outside of my tent, sleep in a tent, and then wake up, get outside in nature and meditate. I am all about it now. And that taught me a really important lesson. And that's the one I just told you. Growth only comes when you push yourself outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's more of the, the comfort zone type thing. Yeah. That would be better than, you know, riding on a, on a mountain probably. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to work your way up to plummeting to your death possibilities. Yeah, work, yeah. You know, baby steps. Jeff. Well, baby maybe steps. you just haven't seen the signs earlier. So this was, was the universe going, hey. <laughs> You didn't see it this time. You didn't see it this time. <laughs> yeah, I got lots of stories. I got one for that too, but I don't know if I want to take up all the time. Oh, no. Uh, I want to make sure neither one of you is hearing anything, right? On your headphones. Okay. I just nope. want to make sure it's just the, the uh, my annoying headphones that are buzzing. <laughs> Sounds like there's a bee in my ear. That's why I keep doing this. Oh, no. um, um, sorry, that sucks. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, it's all right. I'm hoping I'm loud enough that my daughter downstairs will like, come bring me headphones but like, <laughs> doesn't seem to be working that's why i keep bringing it up because gotcha. <laughs> you know yeah she hasn't developed a telepathy uh, yet you need to actually use your words jeff <laughs> or text yeah. her <laughs> yeah that, that, i probably should have texted her actually <laughs> uh <clears throat> i one thing that um that always uh, the thing that puts me at the most peace when I, especially when I talk to people about this kind of thing is actually when I talk about the afterlife. Um, and, uh, I don't know necessarily what you're going to say, but my, (laughs) my thing is always for some reason, you know, I think that generally most people in the metaphysical stuff think that, you know, you, you die in your soul or whatever it is, moves on to a, a different plane of existence or whatever. Um, and there's something so comforting about just, you know, 
obviously I don't want to plummet to my death, but if I did, you know, it's not, you know, I'm not over. And it's very odd to me. I've spoken to people uh, that are, they're all atheists who believe this, and that's not saying anything about being an atheist or anything like that. Um, But they actually find comfort in the fact that they think they are just worm food once they die. There's nothing, Mm. you die, you're dead, you're gone. And I'm like, it's amazing that you find that comforting. I would, ah, that, 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 that thought bothers me just saying it out loud, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Death, death has been my biggest fear growing up. That was the number one biggest fear for me. And because I've been looking into this stuff, I find, like you, an incredible amount of comfort in thinking that there's something else beyond this, for sure, without, without doubt. And when you think of it scientifically, it's been proven that you can't destroy energy. It just transforms. Right. There's no way. And that's really what we are. It's also been proven that we are energy, right? Just the, just thinking of um, your mind. Like I I want to move my finger just by thinking about it. I make it happen. Now there's things that are firing through us, but it's energy that's going through us that actually make the impulses that make me lift my finger. Right. So we're, we are made out of energy. So when we die, we can't be destroyed. The essence of who we are has to transform to something else. That's so what um, I guess the question and, and you don't you might not have the same beliefs between the two of you, potentially the energy transfers. What I guess what what vision do you know, what what do you think happens? It, it's. I probably I'm, I'm going to take a guess that it's kind of like you mentioned uh, becoming one. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably somewhere in the equation, but. Yeah. Well, we started out on total and opposite ends of the spectrum, I think. Um, well, I don't know, maybe not. Will was always, his big fear was dying because what if there's nothing there? And I always just assumed there was something there and I couldn't tell you exactly what that is. But that we would have these conversations and, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, well, you know, we'll find out when it happens, but until then we can either have that fear, you know, that toxic fear that you're talking about, Will, um, where you're, you know, gosh, what, what if nothing happens or what if you know, I go to hell or whatever, or we can just believe in something a little more pleasant, <laughs> which is kind of the path I always took. Mm. Um, it's been interesting because we have had people that we interview that are Christians but that also believe in the metaphysical, um, you know, in spirit guides and, and different combinations. Um, we've had people that are like that, the lady with the NDE who started out being very Catholic. Um, that was a very interesting interview and she spoke about her near-death experience. Um, so personally, I mean, I can't speak for Will. I mean, I can, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why stop now? um i think i mean i definitely think that there's something i think that we won't 100 know for sure until it happens um you know whether it's becoming one of this big universal energy or whether there are maybe separate energies that kind of coexist i don't think it makes that much of a difference to me i just think it's going to be 
good. I mean, I, I don't, I don't fear it. I don't like, Oh God, I hope I never die. Although <laughs> I have told my daughter I'm going to be 102. So I have a little ways to go. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's my take on it. Yeah. I am. Um, for the most part, you spoke for me. However, I'm going to go further. You've heard of the law of attraction, law of manifestation. Yeah. So apparently in this three-dimensional world, we are able to create our own reality. Right? My favorite saying, my favorite uh, line when I was growing up, even though I didn't understand it at a time, <clears throat> uh, like my, my high school yearbook, my senior quote was, the universe rearranges itself to create your version of reality. No, to accommodate. The universe rearranges itself to accommodate your version of reality. Because when you think of it, Whatever you believe is happening. If you're positive all the time, you, all these positive things happen to you all the time. If you think negative, woe is me, then all these things are going to continue to happen to you, right? That's You're drawing these things to you. When we die, if we could manifest that stuff here on this three-dimensional world where we're not in tune with our spirituality, when we die, now we can – how could we not still manifest our wishes and our desires when we're in a realm where there is no filter, where there is no need to not give you instant gratification. So my thought is, and we've actually, to Karen's point, the conversation we had with that person that had the near-death experience, who was very Catholic, we create our experience after we die. To her, when she died, she went to hell. And she told us, the entire experience. She shared with us exactly what she went through, what she experienced the time when she was in hell. And it was very much in line with the upbringing that she had as a Catholic. Typical Catholic hell. Absolutely. Everything you could imagine, they talk about being in hell, was there. Yep. But then there came a point where she actually ascended to heaven. And the messaging that she was coming to tell on our show was, hey, guys, you don't have to go to hell. It's we go to wherever we think we're going to go. So if you think you're going to go to hell, that's where you're going to go. If you think you're going to go and find yourself at uh, the pearly gates, uh, talking to the saints about whether or not you should be coming into the into the heaven, that's what's going to happen. But if you think that you're going to become one with the universe, that's what's going to happen, brother. That's what I think. That's what I truly believe is going to happen because we have such power. Did you ever watch the movie What Dreams May Come? Uh, no. Yeah. So. This guy, Richard Matheson, is an author. He wrote a whole bunch of – he's a science fiction writer. He wrote uh, a lot of the Twilight Zone episodes. He wrote a short story in a collection of stories, and this story was called What Dreams May Come. And they made it into a movie that starred Robin Williams. May he rest in peace. He was a ter terrible loss. Yeah. But the movie was all about that exactly. His wife was super depressed and ended up, spoiler alert, killing herself. And he went into the afterlife to try to find her because he knew that she was going to be in a bad place. And when he goes into the afterlife, he sees all these different uh, afterlives that different person was experiencing different things. And that's what it, it was all about. It really, the best way that I saw to explain my thought process was that movie. That's a... Uh... I, I, I like that, I, although I need to stop joking about going to hell so much because. I, yes, you do, because your power, I mean, <laughs> th your thoughts have power, man. It's not no yeah. joke. Your thoughts, you're constantly programming yourself. 
So, and it's not what you consciously think that you attract, believe it or not. It's what you unconsciously think. And that's a big determination. People say, I've tried this manifestation shit. It doesn't work. Why? Because you're saying, I'm trying to make a million dollars. I'm trying to make a million dollars. I'm trying to make, well, you never say, okay, let's keep him trying. Yeah. Trying is what you're manifesting. Yeah. You're, you're manifesting the trying. So you're going to, universe is going to accommodate your version of reality, brother. Here you go. You're gonna, you want to keep trying. Here you go. Okay. Keep trying. See, see that, that, that <laughs> probably shouldn't tell that story on the podcast. I, <laughs> I, I'll say that I, I kind of mentioned earlier that sometimes I'll, when I think I'm going to die, I get religious and, but I, I feel like this relates usually like after I don't die, I'm like, well, all my promises to you didn't matter because I did it myself. You didn't help. Me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I get, in, in, in reality, if you think about it from a certain perspective, praying could be a form of manifesting positive things. Absolutely. Absolutely. No it is, doubt. I believe. No doubt about it. hundred percent. It is. Yeah. I mean, so, and that's, and that's interesting because that's one thing that, that Karen and I have found and we talk about it all the time. And, and when we go on other people's shows, people ask us, what's the one thing you've learned the most doing your show? And I think what we've learned the most is that everybody is saying the exact same thing. They're just using different words for it. Mm -hmm. So it's not important what path you choose as long as you're on a path, right? So, so if religion is your path, then buddy, go for it. I salute you. If it makes sense for you, it resonates with you, then you're on the path. Yes, that's what you want. You want something that's going to give you that comfort, that thought process, that that forward momentum. Religion is not my thing. So it's not doesn't work for me. Something else might work. And that's really what the show, our show is about, is presenting all these different modalities so that people who are looking for their path go, well, you know, that Reiki thing sounds really interesting. I'm going to check it out. And then they listen to the show and they think, yeah, that might not be for me. Let me check out this breath work thing instead. Or let me check out the tarot or past life regressions or hypnosis or this harmonic egg or this Ayurveda stuff, right? We're presenting all these different paths just so that we give an opportunity for people to explore all these different paths to see what resonates to them for them. And one of the best things that I have found with our podcast is that everyone that we speak to are, I mean, they're just genuinely kind people that want to get this message of love and community out. And, yes. you know, we know there's charlatans out there and we do vet our guests, but I, I would say maybe, maybe I don't have we even had any exceptions. I mean, everyone has just been a, a very kind of loving, welcoming soul no. wanting to help people, we had help one. people get to their path. We have one exception. That was actually one of the most downloaded shows we actually had. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, okay. There was one. Yeah, there was one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that, though, because that it is, I think it's, um, first of all, it, it, most people who really dive into this do seem to have extremely positive outlooks, and they're very kind and caring people. Mm -hmm. um, and I do like what you said, too, Will, about ev everyone saying the same thing. Uh, we just don't all use the same words. And I do think that resonates. And that even almost jumps back to when I was talking about, you know, it's astral travel. And I'm saying, you know, using dumb person words <laughs> to describe <laughs> kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's, you know, again, it, it's I feel like so much of this just. I people who don't know about this still can seem to 
see it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like you don't necessarily need education or, or to read on it. It just, if you think about it enough, it just kind of comes to you. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people come to the same kind of path, which makes me think something's there. Yeah. No, listen, we're here to remember who we are. Right. The people who don't know about this stuff that you're talking about, who take a minute and think about it, they start remembering it. And that's why we're all coming to the same conclusions. We have different paths to get to the same place, but we're all going the same place. We're all trying to re remember who we are. And more and more people are waking up to this kind of thought, this kind of stuff. Our audience is growing. Other shows audiences are growing. This topic mm -hmm. is getting out there. People are waking up. We had someone on the show who had a spiritual awakening that was so severe, so extreme that she literally thought she was losing her mind. She left everything, left her job. She had a great career, left it, left her family, left everything behind because she had to figure out what the hell was going on because she was, she was going nuts. She ended up in Bali realizing that she had all these gifts were coming to her that she now uses to help people. That show was all about, hey, there are a lot of people out there that are feeling the exact same thing that this person experienced, and they think they're losing their mind. We had someone reach out to us a couple of weeks ago, not even la last That's week, right, that, you know. who said, please help me. My husband is feels like he's losing his mind. He's seeing people everywhere, dead people, and he thinks he's losing his mind. We don't know what to do. So I referred her to that. Listen to this episode, and if you have any questions, reach out again. But definitely reach out to, to this person because she can help you. She can walk him through what's happening to him right now. But we hear more and more stories like this that show us that sometimes, and for her, it happened after a bike accident. I mean, there's different things that could happen to someone that jumpstart these awakenings. Mm -hmm. I had a personal tragedy that made me realize who I was in a bad way that jumpstarted my spiritual awakening because I needed to, or I was going to lose everything. It, it doesn't, but it, it's easier, right. To go through something like that, to jumpstart your spiritual awakening. But you hear people, just normal people who don't go through stuff who are waking up without needing something like that to have mm -hmm. happen to them. And what's really interesting and something we, I mention a lot um, when we do the show or when we're on other people's shows, so many people that we interview are what you would call normal people, accountants, PR people, uh, lawyers, just the, you know, not the crazy people or, you know, whatever the hippie kids. So it's a lot of, you know, your average person that's having these experiences and finally it, they're so strong. They feel compelled to talk about them and maybe they're changing their lives. Maybe not. We had a computer analyst the other day telling us her story and that was incredible. Mm -hmm. yep. So I think that actually helps our audience say, okay, you know, I'm a, you know, bank teller, I'm a normal person and this is happening to me. So maybe this is real. And we do have so many different types of guests. I mean, we've gone, you know, from ham and hand analysts, ham, ham analysts, <laughs> yeah. they make sandwiches. Well, no. <laughs> there, there is the oldest ham in the, in the world. Right, or whatever. Virginia. Yeah, right, so. um, but th things that are kind of like an easy, you know, kind of gateway, you know, oh, yeah, palmistry, that's interesting. And, you know, the lines, there's a little science behind that. So different things that people can check out that might not be so woo, just to kind of get them interested into all of this stuff. Yeah, and then we so. do, and then we do go off the deep end sometimes. Oh, well, yeah. 
but, but I think back to the, the, the people who, who do this stuff is really genuinely good people. You have a sense of intuition. Everyone has a sense mm -hmm. of intuition. And we, Karen and I, when we vet our guests, we feel, yeah, this is not right. Something's not right here. So we won't bring them on or we'll record a show and we go, yeah, that's not going to make it out at all. So we, it's, it's, it stays in the archives. Um, but I was going somewhere really good with this. No, I don't remember. <laughs> it just totally went. We, we mute the, only the good people get, get, uh, get a voice. Is that? <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. Only people. So, oh yeah. So I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them are in this space, mm -hmm. not just because I want to better our product, but because I want to learn myself. I'm truly on a spiritual journey. I'm really learning as I go. And there are times when I, sometimes listen to guests on another show and I go, wow, I want to have them on ours because they sound fantastic. It just resonates with me. And I just listened to one yesterday. I was really trying. I was really trying hard because I thought this, this is something we haven't dove into before. And I really want to talk to someone about this. But there was just something that just wasn't sitting right with me. And I don't want to offend anyone, but it, it, I'm just, maybe I'm just not ready for that message yet. Well, now I'm curious because you didn't tell me about this. What was the topic? So, it may have been a guest on my podcast. But... <laughs> no, it was it was another show. Uh, the show, just the topic. It, it was it was the person oh, the topic, who was here it, They were representing the Galactic Federation. Okay. And she would be talking to the Pleiadians, Pleiadian Council, mm -hmm. which is another star system. And these star seeds, these star beings, are here to help us uh, through our evolution and all that kind of stuff. And, and that all, I mean, that's, I've heard about star seeds and I, we've heard about the Pleiadians and we, we, we definitely want to talk to someone about that kind of stuff. But what, what stuck, like I couldn't get beyond is that I guess it would speak through her, but we've had people who channel people on our show before and they just, they talk like we're talking now, they're downloading messages and as they come, they're telling us what their messages are she would all of a sudden speak in gibberish. Oh, they're saying this, not whatever. And they're, oh, now they're saying this. And that was like. Well, you know, we had that lady speak to us in that ancient uh, Incan language. But we didn't release that one, did we? Well, no. No, that was after the interview. It was after the interview. Yeah, that was after the interview. Yeah. 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 And, and, and. But she was translating. Yes. Yeah. We're not here to debunk anything. Nope. Right, we're here to help people spread the message, and usually nine times out of ten, it's a message of hope and of love. And I'm not going to be the one that says, "Yeah, that's bullshit." I'm just not. <laughs> but you might think it. Now, <laughs> I'm a human being, right? I sure. can only. So in this instance, that messaging was not for me. Mm -hmm. I felt really put off. Like God, I I try to really buy into all these kinds of things, but I'm a skeptic. And if you're spouting some language that I can't understand and you're translating it as we go in real time, that could very well be a thing. Likely yeah. it is because for her, it's her reality. And I salute that. That's her reality. Mm -hmm. It's not a reality I can get behind right now. So I couldn't in good conscience actually have a conversation with her and go, sure. Did it not feel genuine? Because it I think that's when, when we've had the issues, when something doesn't feel genuine. It didn't. That's, that's okay. the problem. It felt problem. fake. It felt forced. Okay. 
it felt forced. And like when we had the Chandler, right? Like she completely transformed. She yeah. was a different human being. When we were talking to her. That was like, oh, holy shit. Okay, there's here. But this lady was just talking to you and I, and all, all of a sudden you go, yeah, oh, they're saying now, blah, blah, blah. like there's no shift. And it, again, it's her reality. And I don't mean to be mean and rude because she, this is her reality and I mm -hmm. support her and I promote her reality. It's just not something that my reality meshes with right now. Right. And, 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 and uh, as a, as a fellow uh, podcast host, I, I, my, some critique I've gotten from, like I had a, a flat earther on uh, and I asked him questions. He gave me answers to everything I asked, but they're like, oh, you should have argued with him. I'm like, well, first of all, yeah. I'm not a scientist, so it's not like I have statistics I can bring out to argue with him. Well, I, I actually, brought him on my show. I'm not going to yell at the dude. Right. Now, <laughs> I, I do have the perfect debunk for that, though. I mean, honestly, if the earth was flat, a cat would have tossed us all off the edge by now. Some <laughs> <laughs> cat. I right? think that's about. I mean, you right. can't you can't argue with that. <laughs> no, no, I think that debunks the whole thing. Yeah, yeah that's hundred percent. Right yeah. <laughs> no, if if it's something that we just can't get behind, um, we we just wouldn't have them on the show. Uh, it just it's I need to be able to find something, anything, that I can wrap my head around. And a lot of the things when we first started, I couldn't wrap my head around. But then quantum physics came out. Or no, I discovered yeah, quantum it's physics. Been out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly, like all bets are off. Like it, everything is possible. Everything, except that there's a flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Sorry, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you know, I, I, I gotta say, I give the guy credit. He and he, I think, is the most famous flat Earther out there, and there he's that for a reason. He literally had an answer for everything uh, i'm like i guess you've just you know Did that's his travel? reality <laughs> um but i i at least i at least give you know i i um i i would hate to have i've had other flat earthers who wanted to be on the show because i've always i've always wanted to have one on and i'd be like yeah but you don't have any answers this guy i asked him i'm like so what about the challenger explosion he he had an answer they're all actually alive the, the whole thing was fake <laughs> oh my they changed their identities really they the same social security numbers though allegedly. Uh <laughs> i'm like well how am i supposed to argue that i don't so does does he go on cruises ever can he travel? <laughs> right. I've I, I have been out on boats on the water, and it sure looks like there's something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never made it to the end. <laughs> not not yet. Um, yeah. you know, my maybe I'll ATV off the edge of the earth. <laughs> now that is an edge that I can get behind. But don't be afraid <laughs> when you're doing it. <laughs> um. So where can uh, everyone find um? the skeptic metaphysicians anywhere anywhere podcast. anywhere <laughs> right just look at yourself in the mirror you could be a skeptic metaphysician in fact we joke about the fact we started the show because i'm the skeptic metaphysician and then karen came on the show as the co-host and we were now the skeptic metaphysicians but now we've gotten to the point where we're no longer skeptics rather our audience are the skeptic metaphysicians that we're speaking to so they're coming on our podcast to learn yes yeah but I, but in all in all sincerity, we're on every major podcasting platform. You can find us almost anywhere. Probably the easiest place to go is go to skepticmetaphysician.com. 
And there you can listen to the episodes right there if you want to, or you can subscribe to the show on whatever platform you want. We have direct links to all of them directly on our very, uh, on our front page. You can click a link, hit a link and subscribe immediately. We also post our videos on there. Uh, you can send us emails or voicemails directly from the site. And if you're near Tampa, you can probably hear us on the radio there. That's true. We are on the radio in Tampa, in the Tampa area now as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I I'm I am near Tampa, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. And then we also have a membership area. So uh, if you become a member of our community, it's free. We we don't monetize the show at all. We should mention that this is not. We're not trying to make money out of this. We're just sharing these messages because we think it's important. Uh, but we have an area where if you become a member, there's you have access to discounted services of some of our past guests, like people mm -hmm. might, you know, give you a free Reiki session so you can experience it for yourself, that, that kind of thing. And so, a lot of the services are virtual. So even yeah. if you're not in that same town, you can still, you know, benefit from the services. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's just a matter of signing up and then you have access to it. We gave we send you the password to, to access the members only area and you've got the access to these, these services, these offerings. It's, mm -hmm. it's really cool. And, and listeners, all of the links will be in the show notes, uh, along with my sponsors, because I am trying to monetize. So. <laughs> no, nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. Got to pay for hoping, this somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're hoping something in the future, uh, we'll, we'll be able to, to find a way to monetize it where, where it makes sense, right? But we quit our day jobs. Yeah. Uh, and we have an idea of which direction that's heading in, but uh, we don't want people to think that we're bringing people on just because we want to make money off it. We're, we're literally, we're one of you. We're, we're searching. We're in a journey of discovery, and we're just asking people to come and, and join us on our journey with us. Yeah, I, I'm guessing um, my parents have been bothering me for the past like two or three months. months. Oof, that's the word I mess up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but skeptic metaphysicians, hey, Roll all day yeah, long. I've rolled off the tongue twice, but I, months. <laughs> apparently is now uh but they've been binge watching the x-files and i'm guessing you two just based on the intro to our show yep absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> guessing you you two would also recommend that yes, <laughs> yes. yeah yeah and and this, that's what they did right in fact we kind of modeled ourselves behind it right uh molder and scully where um we really we want to believe that's 100 percent true story we want to believe but we can't take anything just because you say so, mm -hmm. right? We're going to ask the questions like, yeah, were you drinking? Right? <laughs> Did you get into a car accident and hit your head? Uh, things like that, where we want to, you know, where's this, let's put this in perspective for people. Um, could you have been dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. Things yeah. like that. Um, but we don't, we do it out of, with respect, right? We don't say, dude, you're freaking nuts, right? We we might say it after we, we might stop. Say, Did you feel like you were going crazy? And yes. I have asked that question many times. Yeah, <laughs> and and you will hear me going, really? Like, because sometimes it's hard for me to picture it. Like when someone says, "Yeah, I turned around and there was a dead baby staring me in the face." What? Like, so just, but sure enough, in the conversation, okay, makes sense. Now I get it because that's what we're trying to just we're trying to get it. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I was told a story recently of somebody who had a friend who uh, swore she was abducted by aliens um, and she described it. And it was classic sleep paralysis that I get like, you know, two nights a week at least. Where really? <laughs> so, you know, sleep paralysis is the first step to astral projection, my friend. Oh, really? Mm hmm. 
Well, that's I get it. You know, I do say, and this is again probably something I shouldn't share publicly, but uh, like the I but tell people, I'm like the the reason I need to drink uh, to the extent that I don't have vivid dreams because they are so vivid I can't sleep and they disturb me often, oh. um, and a lot of times they go to bad places. So it's like put a little put a little this in me and I can sleep a little bit better at night. The dreams kind of dull down a little bit. I can tell their dreams. Okay. Um, I'm getting I, the I feeling. I went and took a nap right now and I fell asleep. I would think it was real life. Yeah. Because um, this is only my first drink. <laughs> that's lucid dreaming. We have an episode about that too. You should probably listen to. Um, I, I, I will definitely listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're numbing yourself and you're preventing yourself from experiencing some things that the universe wants you to experience just a word of warning mm -hmm. no well that's that's uh yeah yeah i i mean that's that's maybe uh maybe a good piece of advice and uh i here's here's my last story enough for me <laughs> sorry go ahead karen and I'll, I'll do my last story after no i was gonna say Maybe the um the dreams that are happening are just based on the stress or fear of what could potentially be happening. So if you let go of that stress and that fear, maybe your lucid dreams will be better. That's a great point. If you accept them. It's all about surrendering. Surrender <clears throat> and let things be. So the reason why I'm saying that, here's my last story. The universe, the way that it gives us our messages, the first time the universe wants you to learn something, it goes, hey, Jeff, I need you to learn this. And then you can decide whether you do or not. University go, okay, didn't learn it, no big deal. All right. And the next time he goes, okay, hey, Jeff, I need you to learn this. You go, eh, screw you. Okay, university's going, okay, fine, that's fine. Next time it wants you to learn it, it's going to go, hey, Jeff, I need you to learn this. Sorry, Karen, for blowing out your eardrums. <laughs> and you go, no, I'm not going to learn it right now. So, university says, fine, suit yourself. The next time it's going to smack you so hard over the head that you're going to, have no choice but to learn the damn lesson and it's not necessarily that you're saying no i don't want to learn this lesson screw you it's that you're not believing it's real maybe good point right so the reason why i tell you that story jeff is because if there's something the universe wants you to learn i would urge you to learn it now before it smacks <laughs> you with a two by four in the head and you're moving off to bali although that doesn't sound so bad That's, actually it doesn't <laughs> right it doesn't yeah but that's, that's what happened to me. The universe was telling me all along that there's something I need to learn. And I was just ignoring it until it said, all right, screw you, buddy. You're done. You're learning this. Yeah. You're learning this now hook or crook. Hmm. And, uh, and I was forced to, so just something to consider. No, that's, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I am, uh, somehow in this short little, uh, interaction the, the last few minutes i think you've convinced me that i am actually going to take a couple weeks off drinking which i was considering but now i'm like well i have to now it's because part of me always thinks the kind of what the universe does try to connect to you and if i was thinking about it now you're you know the the fact that we're interacting on this day not another day right. um yeah uh and if you need some people to talk to about stuff, let us know. We can connect you. Uh, Jaime, who who's uh, the guy we had on for Lucid Dreaming. He was great. He's fantastic. He'd be he happy great. to talk to you about that. We've it, got the dream wizard who interpreted dreams. Yep. We've got all kinds yep. of people. We've got um, uh, the guy who's 
uh, expert in astral projection that we can hook you up with. Um, it, it, all, all manner of people. If you need any help in any specific way, let us know. We're happy to connect you with some of our past guests because they're we, we do bring people who really know what they're talking about on the show. Even the Bali lady just learning how to surrender. That can be hard. That is hard. So hard. I still haven't done it yet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've kept you longer than I, I told you I would go longer than. <laughs> it's all good. This was fun. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely had a blast. And uh, I look forward to listening to uh, a lot of uh, additional uh, episodes. Um, and I, I will be in touch with you. Uh, Great. Yeah, please. do. And, and I, I need, we need to apologize. We know that we didn't get to anything just about that you had hoped to accomplish on this interview. So by all means. I blame Will. Yeah, we get derailed all the time. <laughs> Um, but we're, we're happy to come on another time and, and, and dive into those topics that you want to, if you, if it's something that you want to do for, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I told you beforehand. So for the listener, I make a list of things and I never get to all of them, so <laughs> I, but I keep this notebook with all of the things. So, so when guests come back on, I know just turn to that page and we can pick right up. <laughs> Good deal. But, I appreciate uh, you both, Will and Karen, for coming on. And uh, everyone, I strongly encourage you to check out the Skeptic Metaphysicians. Boom, three for three. Three for three. Nice job. All right. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having us. It was fun. All right. All right. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you very much to Will and Karen. Uh, That was a fun it really was a fun uh, conversation to have and uh, informative and, uh, you know, really until the last few minutes, even Will and Karen giving me some information that kind of speaks to me, spoke to me, speaks to me. Uh, So great time. Check out the Skeptic Metaphysicians, their podcast. Again, I will link it below uh their website is skepticmetaphysician.com and of course you can find them anywhere you get your excellent podcasts uh and uh maybe we'll uh maybe we'll come back on the podcast at some point so thank you to them uh thank you listeners to you for continuing to tune in i'm shocked sometimes at the ratings uh just climbing uh you know in the beginning i was used to getting you know dozens of listeners and now it's uh thousands frankly a week um a bad week is still over a thousand i mean you know so i appreciate you uh i really do and uh i'll i'll love you forever and ever especially if you uh subscribe to my youtube uh, and uh, give me a rating on Apple and or Spotify and or IMDb. Uh, those all help me. And you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which I I don't I almost ever use that thing. It's a hellscape. Uh, but anyways, I still have it. So uh, <laughs> check out YouTube, by the way. I do my Drunk Jeff Eats. A lot of people who listen to the podcast don't, don't uh, double dip. Uh, and maybe they don't want to, but you know, I have a scintillating video with me eating a Taco Bell grilled cheese burrito. Uh, man, it's talking about, it makes me want one. I like fast food. You know, what can I say? Um, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, 
you know, thanks again for listening. Again, uh, drop me a line if you got a hot lead on a on a used car at a reasonable price, so your boy can drive, you know, pick up and drop off his kids at school without worrying about breaking down on the side of the road. You know, get to movie uh, shoots and and the and whatnot, and uh, you know, get back to the Jeff Macalino podcast studio so he can continue to record these podcasts. I don't know why I'm referring to myself in the third person. Um, yeah, man, looking for a used car though. Whew, I don't wish that on anyone. I was uh, one, I forget what, what, I think it was Craigslist I was going on and to get the contact information to prove, you know, I'm not a robot and you had to pick photos of smiling dogs, which you'd think wouldn't be hard except for all of the picture uh, are of dogs. So you have to try to interpret whether these I don't know, 12 dogs, 18 dogs, whether they're smiling or they're just normal dogs. Uh, I don't know. I generally can tell when a human's smiling, but I don't really do that with canines. So, uh, you know, I don't know why that's part of of having to to be able to contact someone to buy a used car. You need to be an empath with a canine, apparently. So, yeah, it's it's a bear. Anyway. (laughs) Tune in next week. I've got a one that will probably end up being controversial uh, a little bit. A uh, very Christian woman who uh, she talks to me about chemtrails and uh, some things like that. I think I briefly brought her up even in this episode because I recorded it the day before this one, I believe. Maybe maybe the same day. I don't know. I think it was the day before. But anyways, it doesn't matter. I uh, talked about a few things that probably will be you know, buzzword, uh, certain groups of people will just immediately say bad things about her, which is fine. But, you know, again, I don't invite people on my podcast to yell at them about their personal beliefs, uh, unless I thought they were really, 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 well, even if they're really, really crazy, but really, really out of bounds, I would say. Um, So anyways, you can check that one out next week some of you will love it some of you will hate it uh that's next week's episode and uh you know if i don't think i cater to an audience that you know really digs cancel culture especially if you heard my podcast last week with sarah jerry the teacher who got fired for having an only fans and i think i talked about cancel people as being vile and disgusting i believe 88 times in that episode Again, I was on with a teacher, but I lost my thesaurus. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Boom. It's over.